0: If Maria supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. I'm going
1: Blah blah. blah. Send it now. Good vibes. Blobby blah. And put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track, shivers or vibrations and stuff like that. Underneath breaths of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and protection. And put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track, shivers or vibrations and stuff like that.
0: Okay, guys, welcome back to the Erica Show. Uh, we're going to be chatting with the one and only Void Zero of No Agenda fame a little bit later, a.k.a. Mark, over in the Netherlands. Of course, if you guys don't know, we're going to we'll kind of talk a little bit about No Agenda in this intro, kind of give our listeners that, I mean, I think most of our listeners probably have an idea who we're talking to by now. We've been talking to them for a couple hundred shows, or about them for a couple hundred shows. But uh, before we get into all that, here's the one and only uh, gram. Clearly has an agenda, Dunlop.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to, you to wait. You bring me in so we could discuss the, the context about this episode together.
0: Okay. all rightness. Rolled on with it.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, no, we mentioned dude named Ben and stuff, and that's an ongoing an inside joke in the No Agenda Show podcast. Dude named and, ben.
0: And this is what dude Mark Void ben.
1: Zero is, is. Of course, a
0: dude is, named is, uh, Ben is what? It's like an IT a sysadmin, guy, yeah. IT sysadmin, guy. IT guy.
1: Yeah. So he take, help, helps the No Agenda show uh, function. Does the, all the background stuff, the server and the self hosting and everything, probably a bunch of other stuff too. So that's that's the context behind it. Is we brought him on to chat about all that, and we get into some other stuff about you know podcasting and monetization and networks and self hosting and censorship and all kinds of cool. Cool stuff around that. So it's kind of like an inside baseball about podcasting episode. So it's a little bit different than what we normally do. And a lot of a uh, couple stories about No Agenda and John and Adam as well.
0: Yeah. So we figured we wrap rip it out as a little bonus episode here. Um, in addition to our regular scheduling, just as, uh, especially for a No Agenda crowd. There's, you know, there's a huge faction of our audience that's also a No Agenda audience. I know they'll get a kick out of that. And uh, I'm sure we'll get a few no agenda nights over here to to take a listen to Void Zero, hear, hear a bit of him talk as well. And I think we're gonna have fucking Adam Curry on here in the next few weeks. That seems to be the rumor anyway. I'll email him tonight, see if we can get him on the next few weeks, and we'll wrap up our little no agenda cycle. Cycle. <laughs> John will like that.
1: Hopefully. We'll snag him while you can.
0: That's right. Drop it like it's hot.
1: Yeah. Before he gets all it's on roving
0: that's right before he goes on rogan and the universe explodes <laughs> fuck that will be crazy think it'll happen yeah better it should it seems like it yeah. should at this yeah. point if you spend a few minutes talking about it if you guys don't know how to fucking
1: they have two of the biggest podcasts in the in the world and the best i mean rogan's a little on and off for me but you know, um, I think Rogan's still is technically still, the biggest like, in the world. Yeah, maybe like, Alex you know Jones. Know I mean. So they should be they should
0: be uh, communicating together. Could be sure Alex Jones. Know. Could be fucking Alex <sighs> Jones. You know. Yeah, maybe. So what you got you got something for me? You want me to play something? You want to play something? What I the got fuck? the
1: I got the UFO quotes back together.
0: Oh, you got yeah. Got my then. computer fixed up. All right, you can do. I'll tell you what. You can do. Brody, never mind. <laughs> I'll let you do two. Okay. Since you missed last week, mostly because I just want to get through these fucking UFO quotes and onto a friend. You know, I know Charlie's listening, and onto a friend of the show, Charlie Robinson's quotes. Because I'm fucking sick of UFO oh, quotes. Oh yeah, bro. No, I I'm want those sick yeah, of it. I can't wait either. I get shit every day. I get shit on in Twitter. I get shit on. Hey, UFO people quotes. love it, man. The, the
1: the positive um, feedback on the UFO quotes is by far yeah more than. Down in
2: gray, I'm going deep It's a profound UFO quote of the week. Words to ponder and critique.
1: It's a profound UFO quote of the week. I will stress once again that we do not know the source from which the UFOs or the alien beings come from. Whether or not, for example, they are originate in the physical universe as modern astrophysics has described it. But they manifest in the physical world and bring about definable consequences in that domain. And that's uh that's John E. Mack, MD, professor of psychiatry, Harvard University Pul- Pulitzer Prize winning author. How can be I've been saving
0: some of these sort of more generic ones for the end. Have you? You saved the worst for last? Yeah. Not worse It's just
1: not worse It's just everybody's heard of Mac And the UFO thing It's not so You know So I got another little one here That's uh In concealing the evidence Of UFO operations The Air Force Is making a serious mistake And that's Lieutenant Colonel James McCashin Of the US Air Force
0: James what? McCashin. Oh What? He's McCashen in on his UFO site <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! What else you got? <laughs> Is it? I knew the socials. If no,
1: you I got know. no. I got another one. I got. I got an email to read too. If you want, the facts about flying saucers were long tracked down, and the results have long been known in top secret defense circles of more countries than one. And that was Doctor Harry Messel, professor of physics at Sydney University, Australia, in a 1965 statement. Excellent. Okay. Let's shut it down there. <coughs> That's all you got. Well, for that, for those. Bingo, bingo, social media jingle. Don't forget to rate,
2: comment, and or subscribe to the cry.
0: going to go to the Facebook page. for boy. <laughs> for this one, of course, you guys should... Uh, I wanted to mention, even if you don't go on Facebook very often or you don't go to the YouTube page, I think that it's uh, not a terrible idea to go and like the Facebook page and to subscribe to the YouTube page because it's good for the algos. So do that shit. Please like stuff. Okay, let's go to the Facebooks because we have 33 comments on our post. Who is the greatest person in history?
1: This is the question?
0: Yes. All right. Number one Nikola Tesla. Oh, Terrence McKenna. <laughs> no no nicole tesla no it's not doing it for you well regardless of your opinion of him and whether or not you even think he existed the answer might be jesus in terms of influence and persona with regards to known historical figures it would be hard to argue against julius caesar caesar jack of all trades and brilliant at all of them particularly oration and leadership but who knows? Lots of choices. I might be more apt to pick a great moral leader personally, which Caesar certainly was not. From our buddy Aaron Yoho. Donald Trump. People are going love that. <coughs> Stevie Hills, who got uh, engaged on the show. I mean, there's a lot of bug names that have already been mentioned, so I'll throw in a more personal opinion. JFK and Eminem. If you don't know why M is relevant, I can fill you in. There's a lot to it. I think you're going to have to fill us in, Stevie. From Amanda, your mom. That's inappropriate. (laughs) From Garrett Lee, Jesus changed the world the most, I think. Tesla would be my number two. Your mom is a good one, too. That's from Garrett. Uh, From James Archer, Jeff Lebowski. From brandy Uh, joe shivers i don't even know who the fuck that is uh dr phil cyrus also said your mom that's nice lee smith says batman garrett littler says dj healer or aldous huxley (laughs) wasn't aldous huxley like a globalist fuck (laughs) cooper says mary osmond rob maycroft says hunter s thompson Stevie McFadden says Peter Griffin, Michael says Jack Parsons, Blake Staniford, as an influence on me personally, BKS Leiniger, the late modern day prophet, holy man, and pioneer of Hatha Yoga into the West. Bless you, Guruji. Elijah says Mother Teresa, Joshua Howard says number one, Jesus, number two, Confucius. Number one, number two. Cool. Sam says Hannibal Barca, elephants across the Alps. Need I say more? Did someone seriously bring elephants across the Alps? I
1: don't know.
0: I don't think that's possible. If they did, we should have them on the show. (laughs) Uh, Jerry Ablin says Graham Dunlop. Thanks, (laughs) Jerry. Joe Roop says Derek (laughs) Ryan. That's no good. John Lamb Lash. That's eh? all. Now
1: Now we're getting to the bottom of the barrel.
0: Getting to the bottom of the barrel. Well, the bottom comment, why would the bottom comment be the bottom of the barrel? It's, it's probably it the like. It's not like
1: Reddit where it's the most thumbs down no, or the most thumbs you up. Can't thumb no.
0: them, you can't thumb them up.
1: So I got an email to read here. No. I've been saving it kind of, but this is a, an appropriate episode for it. It's about headphones that you can wear in the factory. Have you heard about these? Plug phones?
0: Your plug phones? Yeah.
1: You, do you know about these? No. How would you know? So hey guys, I'm a new listener, and this is the second episode I listened to. I haven't even made it through the intro yet. And I heard you guys talking about a guy who could have or who could have headphones at work. I have the same rule at my place, I think he means couldn't have headphones at work. I have the same rule at my place of employment, the factory. I've had a handful of factory jobs through the years, and they do tend to be very mundane and soul sucking. Long story short, these they have these headphones that look like earplugs assuming that earplugs are required, called plug phones. Absolutely game-changer for me. I work 12-hour shifts, and podcasts help me get through every one of them. Hope this helps. Helps you get some uh, listeners your content more easily. Maybe you guys could hit them up for a sponsor. Who knows? We don't do sponsors here. Thanks for the show, guys. I certainly like what I hear so far. Thanks, Jordan B. from Kentucky. So I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, yeah, they they look like they look like earplugs, but they're a headphones. So
0: are they CSA approved?
1: Uh, they're American, so probably not. CSA is a Canada thing, isn't it?
0: Yes. So American would be ANSI. I don't know if they are. Interesting. Yeah,
1: but I'll put it. All, you know i the. Put a link in
0: the show notes. Yeah. Good idea. Fuck Yeah. People can listen to the show at work. I'm all over it. Just don't run into anything. I don't think. Try not to run into anything. If you do, don't be listening to Grime America. We don't need the bad press. What else you got?
1: Well, I got another little email here. If you want to go through it.
0: I'd love to. I can't wait. I just got to find
1: it. Something's wrong. Oh, yeah. This is from Mark. He says, I started listening to your show about a year ago, right around the time I launched my first podcast, Guerrilla Perner: The Art of Waging Small Business Warfare. A friend who helped me launch my podcast suggested that I check out your show. I love listening to stories involving the paranormal dating back to the early days of Art Bell. The Gramerica podcast is special. You guys have inspired me to watch for chemtrails, to join a fab lab and construct my own free energy device. He says pictures and postcards will follow after I have a working device. Well, geez, hopefully. You guys have inspired me to tell my own paranormal stories. I launched a podcast called Event Horizon. In my podcast, I talk about my ghost and owl experiences from early life living in rural deep south Alabama. Given that all you've done to inspire me, I felt it appropriate to return value for value. I'm now a supporter of the show and proud to be a Grimaniac.
0: Yeah, that's a new one Yeah,
1: Peels, <laughs> Please feel free to share my testimonial I hope it prompts others to get off their bucks, butts Check the skies And donate to the grim America show Cheers and positive affirmations You got a good vibe jingle? Just to pop on after that Thanks, Mark If
0: more you supported the show I'd be less sick of podcasts America The <laughs> blah The blah, 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 blah. it out good All righty, is that it?
1: That's it, buddy.
0: Uh, like fourteen minutes. Yeah, that's okay. good. We yeah, it's talk a little about CAC, bonus episode. Or or, well, yeah, or we gotta do that.
1: Yeah, we gotta do that. So you want to talk about it now? You want to yes. go for it? You
0: want to do the spiel? You got it ready? I don't. You do the spiel. Support no. the show. <clears throat> America.ca/slash/support. We need support or we can't do the show. Without support, no show. So seriously, head over to grandamerica.ca slash support today, guys. If you ain't one of the people that do support us already, sign up for a monthly or a yearly or something. Where the fuck did this even Yeah, we do, uh,
1: you know, we don't have any ads. We don't have any sponsors. We do all this based on just listener support. That's how we pay the bills here. So it is very important that uh, people do support us. Otherwise, like this uh, independent media, this free, uh, free media, this new media wouldn't be able to exist, so. We appreciate uh, everything that people do already, and it just helps. We're going to move into another uh, new studio space here soon, and we have some other news coming up. Uh, You want to talk about it?
0: News, yeah, we got contact contact at the cabin 2019 with Randall Carlson. We have uh, places for what's – well, actually, I I think we're down under 70, maybe approaching 60 at this point, but we have uh, places – we had places for 75 people total over in Elk Lake – Elk Lake Lodge, Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Randall Carlson will be occupying one of the rooms at CAC this year. Uh, He'll be doing a couple of tours over the over the ten days from May seventeenth to May twenty seventh. We're going to run three separate uh, three day excursions, which will include tours, live podcasts, tours with Randall. Just hanging out, a lot of just hanging hanging out out with Randall. Some fireside chats and a presentation. Uh, breakfast and lunch each day are there. So we got uh, three different ones. There's May 17th to 20th, May 20th to 23rd, and May 23rd to 27th. The May 23rd to 27th date does have the extra day and the extra night. You have four nights instead of three for the same price. Uh, There's a 25-person limit on each of them. First come, first serve. Uh, You're responsible for your own dinners, but breakfast and lunch are provided. And transportation. And transportation. So basically, we've got a bunch of different uh, types of lodging. We've got a single and a private space is 750 If you want to go two people in a private room with a queen bed, it's 1250 Uh Single beds in the bunk room are 650 There's a couple of pull-out coaches at $600. And um, to a bunch of camping spots at 500 Bring your yeah. own tent. Yeah. Again. Uh, it's a 122 acre ranch in Colorado. We've got 122 acres, three of them three sides bordering onto National Park so there'll be plenty of exploring and everything else to do right on the property tons of different places to camp a private lake. So yeah, definitely worth it. Shoot an email over out to Alan. I've got a little brochure here I'll have in the show notes again that you can easily just um, download.
1: Yeah, and hopefully, and we'll be there, and hopefully a lot of people from the last couple of years contacted the cabin, which was sort of a smaller event. We had like 12 to 18 or 20 of us, and now it's kind of sort of exploding a little bit because we have the potential to hang out with Randall for a week, so hopefully they'll all be there, and a bunch of other listeners and people that like Randall, like to hear Randall rant, you know, all the Randall you can handle.
0: All the Randall you can handle coming up for sure. So yeah, check it out. Uh, if you want the flyer, it'll be in the show notes. You can just download it there. And of course, uh, if you can't find it, just email grammar myself and we'll get you pointed in the right directions. Like I say, I think there's a, there's uh it's going to go quick, especially that last weekend. So if you are interested in that uh, extra day from the 23rd to the 27th, uh, we know Rennie and Tamara coming that weekend too.
1: We're not really selling digital tickets or anything like that. It has to be like, uh. Manually done, right?
0: Yeah, We're gonna do this one all manually, see how it goes. And if it turns into a thing, then we'll make it a digital thing.
1: Do you want to say that email address for people to email then directly if they're if they're interested? Uh
0: what is it? CAC twenty nineteen yeah.
1: at hd no it's not dot com. Okay, It's me. me. All right. Yeah.
0: CAC twenty nineteen at hd either way email one of us that email Graham, myself we'll get you in the right direction do it quick this motherfucker's gonna sell out quick and you're gonna be like ah shit i didn't get my ticket and you'll be like oh fuck okay we can't help you that's it support the show america.ca slash support because uh because we need your help simple as that i think we'll leave it at that this is a bonus app on a monday long weekend recorded edited show noted fucking released in the middle of our fucking long weekend that's why you should support the show enjoy the chat
1: All right, we've got a special one tonight. We've got Mark, aka Void Zero. Basically, he's uh, he's a dude named Ben from No Agenda. He's one of the IT guys, one of the guys that helps uh, the No Agenda show run behind the scenes. So, of course, Darren, you know, being on this side of uh, that side of our podcast, wants to pick his brain. So we thought we'd have Void Zero on uh, for a little chat. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the show. <laughs>
0: I also wanted, yeah. It seems after we had uh, John John on and he didn't. you sh- give a shout out to Void Zero? I seen him talking on Twitter. I said, "Hey, well, we'll just have we'll just have Mark on the show, yeah, and then we I can was
2: pissed off." No, yeah. no, no
0: I'm kidding. <laughs> and then we can we can get uh, everything out of the way because I mean, honestly, that's something we've been talking about more and more here in America as the clampdown start happening on PayPal and and people are getting kicked off of really? YouTube yeah. and all this shit. So I mean, work. We kind of look up to no agenda in that, right? In a lot of ways, because we know that they're hosting their own files and all that sort of stuff, and they don't have to worry yes. about Libsyn or, I mean, getting kicked out of iTunes is always going to slow you down. But at oh, least if they, yeah, can, well, right.
2: well, if they can't,
0: if they can't take you your for RSS, not having
2: the right opinion, you know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's the the truth of it. Yeah. Ultimately, if you're hosting your own audio and infrastructure and stuff like that, even if they can't find you. They can still, uh, or you know, you can be harder to find, but you're still there.
2: Yeah, sure, sure, and and you know, No Agenda has never done anything with uh, with uh, advertising and that sort of stuff. So uh, we, I, it's always been well, mostly uh, word of mouth, and uh, you know, uh, there's a small presence of Adam and John on that. Twitter and the news, uh, letters, of course, I think very, uh, very important to uh, keeping, uh, bringing the message out. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's always been a, been a total self-hosted thing and uh, yeah, we can get into that. Sure.
1: Before we do get into that, I mean, do you, do you worry that there's, cause we, I mean, since only just in the last six months, people have been cut off of. You know, PayPal's has done things, and we talked to John about the difference between Patreon and PayPal a little bit. Uh, YouTube censorship—I mean, even even you know, Alex Jones on, on the iTunes platform. I mean, for somebody like us, that's that that would be a disastrous until we get to that sort yeah. of like, that next level. So, well, do you worry we, about that happening to it's people? My computer.
2: Um, I I mean, I don't know I you know to me we always knew that a certain section of the internet would want this to happen. I mean, in the beginning, uh, the internet's been a been this well total uh, unregulated uh, place, and to make it work for everyone, the only thing that we had in common was it was a shared network, you know, so shared by all, and uh, the the only thing that uh, well globally was shared was DNS, so that everybody could find each other by means of more than just the number of the IP address. So um, as as things, you know, in when I came on to the internet, which was, uh, I was very young. I was uh, maybe maybe 10 years old or something. So we're talking about 1994 here. Um, back then, it was, it was uh, yeah, just a place where everybody who wanted to use it uh, had very slow speeds. And, uh, you know, uh, if you wanted to be online for a long time, you better be prepared to also pay a lot of money. Because back then, you know, we used modems, so it was very, uh, very difficult to bring out, uh, bring across a lot of information for 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 a long time. But as as the internet grew and people started to get high speeds and free, or you know, uh, how do you say the uh, just a flat service fee, uh, we kind of already knew that stuff like this would start to happen, and it started back. In the Napster days, Uh, Napster was really the first time that we saw a global censorship attempt, which was, you know, uh, Metallica was very big in that
0: one. I never Uh, really, that's funny, no one really looks at Napster like that, eh, as being the first sort of, (coughs) the first really big name to get taken down or censored was technically Napster. Yeah. I think
2: so, and and of course that was a commercial uh, incentive. Uh, you know, uh, people who were making a, a lot of money on music were afraid that that would harm their business model, and I think that what what we're seeing right now is that this exactly the same thing is happening to to the to the legacy media. They're just. They they tried everything. They tried to get you to uh, you know pay monthly fee to get their news uh, articles. Well, nobody wanted to do that, aside from a certain you know a small group of of news junkies and uh, and people who are you know into that sort of thing. But to the general populace, it never really uh, became something popular. So they tried it with other things, you know, clickbait. Uh, uh, I think that that bubble is 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 mostly over right now. But um, th- what they are seeing right now, and what is probably the, the the primary reason for this this blatant censorship, is that they are losing money. Uh, they are losing their their audience. So to me, this is just Napster effect all over again. And does it worry me? Well, you know, it it kind of doesn't because when we rely on somebody else to do services for us then um um, this is something that always can happen Uh, as soon as you become dependent on someone else which is just not what the internet was originally designed for uh they will get some kind of a power over you and uh uh, what needs to happen is well you, you know i mean there are There are not void zeros all over the place who can dedicate a lot of time and and energy into building systems for everyone. But um, I think that one of the the things that we do need to look into is how to decentralize everything, how to make the the systems that are already there, torrenting and that sort of stuff, uh, uh, accessible and easy. And... As bandwidth becomes more more cheap, uh, we also kind of lose the the necessity to get uh, professional hosters to host stuff for us. I mean, we can do it from a, from a, maybe a professional internet service line at our own homes, depending on where you live, of course. Because I I mean I live in a country with uh, one of the fastest internet connections in the world, so um, for me it's very easy, you know, to uh, to say like this. Yeah. Um, and, and also, my, my perspective is very, very European, uh, which means that I don't have the same uh, point. Well, I don't I, I don't see it in the same way as, as uh, you guys do in Canada and America, because um, over there, it, it, it seems to be much more like a centralized uh, way of operating. Uh, when I set up the No Agenda systems, I, I deliberately chose uh, servers that are outside of the U.S. Uh, so both in Europe and in Canada, because you know the rules are just uh, well, they're they're more accessible, and it felt like censorship would be a more difficult thing. So uh, that's that's a design choice I made, and yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I, really, I, I. For example, I cancelled my Spotify account when I heard that they were pulling Alex Jones. You know? I mean, that was just a total dick move. I really hated them to uh, to be doing that. So, so personally, yes, it, it really annoys the heck out of me. As a system administrator, this to me it seems like like, yeah, it was very predictable. It Will keep continuing to happen, uh, but ultimately, I think that the legacy media will fail and. Yeah, to iterate my first point, it's it's uh, I think mostly just uh, uh a commercial uh, reason behind it. You know, they're losing money, so Alex Jones was starting to become the competitor. Uh so he he had to be cancelled for mostly for that reason. I don't think that really speech in that way in that sense is um uh, the primary force. I think that, uh, for example, if you look at people like, you know, uh, the the big George Soros agenda has always been about how he makes money, mm-hmm. and he does it by playing social groups against each other, and uh, of course playing other groups against each other, and you know grabbing the profit when, when, when shit starts hitting the fan. And I think here it's it's no no. Big difference. Uh, Alex Jones was starting to become a competitor, so he had to be he had to be uh, destroyed. Well, that's so, a really I mean, interesting way to look at the it. the power of speed, So <clears throat>
1: yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. It's a, more of an optimistic view of uh, a, it being a bubble, more of a cycle or a bubble, and it's just what we have to go through in order for it to you know level itself out. I mean, I, I yeah, it's an interesting take. I've never really thought about it that way. And what do you think, Darren? I mean, it could it could make it could make sense, I think.
0: I could see it. What um, what kind of speeds do you think you need to to do your own, like host your own server? You know, for
2: for no agenda, we've got five servers with uh, three hundred uh, megabits per server, um, and the only time we utilize the full speed is for about three or four hours after Adam. Publishes the show because that's when all the podcast apps, you know, they're all grabbing, uh, yeah. automatic da- downloaders, etc., uh, are. Uh, well, they're almost ddosing our the network to download the uh, the MP3s in in, in chunks, but mm-hmm. we 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 could do with less, and downloads would just become a little bit slower. Um, yeah, but it really depends on how much listeners or how much downloads, of course, you, you have. I don't really know we've we've never really counted uh, or kept stats for our downloads because uh, well you know every number you get is uh, is uh,
1: oh I think we've got a I think we've frozen yeah
2: uh, one person downloads it for, yeah videos uh, yeah uh, okay yeah there we go
1: so um, yeah. So, uh, so what uh, were you saying course, about the downloads? Yeah, we kind of missed problem. you there. We we kind of missed you on the download. So you're saying yeah. it's difficult to measure because every you know everything automatically downloads doesn't mean somebody listens to it. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah,
2: it's it's difficult to measure for many reasons. Um, uh, some people download in chunks, so they come back, you know, and uh, listen to 15 minutes, and then uh, later they listen for another 15 minutes. There's no real way to count that. Uh, people might be uh, one IP address, but a lot of different people. So we don't really know uh, how to get an accurate number. So we've always just based it on, uh, or I've always just based it on, uh, you know, uh, is is the maximum bandwidth uh, reached? And if it's reached, then for how long? And uh, I finally got to the uh, to the idea that uh, with five, five servers, which is made mostly just that we have five servers to get, this amount of bandwidth not we don't really need this amount of computing power it's mostly just the download <laughs> uh, and and with five five servers we uh, hit the maximum bandwidth for about yeah three or four hours so that's what i i based it on and as long as you're under the total uh, output uh, yeah you've got enough bandwidth you know, more is always nicer, but, uh, and I've talked about this a lot of times with Adam and his uh, viewpoint was always, well, if, if somebody, you know, has a, as, um, like four megabytes per second or more then that's just enough because uh, the, the show itself doesn't play with that speed. So people don't really need the extremely high speeds, but we also don't want to hog the, the downloads uh, to uh, very slow uh, numbers. I yeah
0: i remember yeah, right before ahead. you guys upgraded it it was taken forever to download the show for a little while oh man yeah
2: well it it took me uh probably the a good four years to get where we're now um i started really getting involved uh in uh, at about well show 350 or 400 because that's when i mean i've always been there here he I've got a nice anecdote for you, but yeah, yeah. before Adam uh, and John decided to do the No the podcast, there was actually the idea that I would do a podcast with Adam. Uh, but then, you know, uh, things, uh, I mean, he, he was still working for the Dutch uh, radio network Arrow Classic FM back then. And he was kicked out for uh, also speaking the truth. <laughs> Probably in a way that uh, got many people annoyed because uh, well he uh, he also uh, tried to take on some of the big uh, Dutch uh, players, so uh, he was booted from that, and from there he was uh, looking for for something else to do and uh, yeah uh, making a podcast with uh, together with B was one of the uh, ideas that he uh, he entertained, but of course well, then he got into uh, into talks with uh, John. John is a much more, a much bigger player than I am. So uh, at some point they decided to do the podcast and Adam asked me, well, hey, can you still help out? First with the the chat and then later, um, Mr. Oil and Gitmo Slave came there back in the beginning and uh, they uh, uh, together with Adam uh, decided to uh, try to make it a 24 seven stream and uh, from that, uh, the thing, the ball started rolling, and I was always there on the background, still kind of, uh, you know, paying attention if things uh, went wrong or if if if, if uh, Gitmo slave and uh, Mr. Oil needed help, then I was always there to give them a hand and uh, you know try to uh, expand uh, on what they were doing. And um, well, yeah, it was about show three hundred fifty that uh, Adam. Uh, also wanted to uh, bring the MP3s to uh, the systems that were there then. They were uh, uh, donated by uh, Mr. Oil, uh, Alex. Uh, back then, I think we had three servers or something. And uh, I, uh, I had to research where we could get the best servers and all of that. So that's when I started to move more into helping out with the rest of the hosting. And um, I think um, that we did that for a good 100 shows. Um, and you know, even the, with the MP3s, the speed was pretty reliable until the infamous iPhone or iOS 6, I think it was, was released by Apple. And that's when, you know, just within one episode, shit really hit the fan. <laughs> there, was uh, that when the uh,
0: uh, native podcast player started coming standard, undeletable?
2: Yeah, that could well be. It was, uh, well, you know, the the biggest change for me was that the the way it downloaded the MP3s really changed because now it started to download the uh, the MP3s in chunks instead of just in one go. So it would always do a request for, hey, send me this portion of the MP3. Okay, now send me that portion. And uh, so the amount of connection um, uh, attempts and then, you know, the disconnect, connection attempt, disconnect, uh, really exploded. And, well, I was really happy that Adam was so patient with me and, uh, while I was trying to solve the problem. Because uh, at first, yeah, man, it was just awful. Uh, if you if you reach one megabyte per second, then it was a lot. I don't think we... Uh, in in the beginning, we even reached that number. It was even lower. So, yeah, I tried many different setups and systems, and uh, that's when I, I just... I really felt the pressure of, oh my God, I don't want Adam to take this from, away from me again. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, on the other hand, I also I, I just was just so annoyed. I thought, well, I, we just have to get this to work. And that was when I uh, built the first incarnation of the system we currently have, um, which was, uh, well, it, it, it was hosted pretty nicely, but yeah, then at a certain point, Point. I think that the ideas that Gitmo Slave and Mr. Oil had with uh, how they wanted to expand the uh, the radio network and how they were trying to monetize the network was getting um, uh, you know it was just diverging from the way Adam saw uh, No Agenda play a role in that. So to keep the two, uh, actually to keep both safe, but also to get No Agenda under its own. Hosting instead of the shared hosting with uh, with Mister Oil and, and Gitmo Slave. Uh, Adam asked me to rebuild this whole network on servers that we would get, uh, you know, like new servers that we would get from uh, from uh, the hosting company, dedicated servers. And uh, that's when the uh, when I took uh, well everything over or built everything again, but also built the current. Uh, uh, Radio station that we still have and uh, uh, built uh, the way the when Adam uploads the MP3, how it's distributed to the rest of the servers, and he gets a nice email telling him that usually that everything <laughs> went all right. I also built a fail mechanism in there, but I don't think it's ever triggered. So uh, so far so good. And um, um, uh, I think your original question was: uh, Is that also when the back then when the downloads became so slow so yeah this was a very long uh, no, yes it was perfect
1: it's it. It a perfect answer
2: <laughs> no, it, uh, cool.
1: yeah it's good to hear the history of all that <clears throat> it's important i mean it's, it's uh fun. it must be fascinating for you to be a part of that too because it's it's not just any old podcast i mean they really have a special thing and they are changing a lot of a lot of lives like it's very very yeah Important yeah. in this day, and it, so it must be cool to be a part of uh, part of that. You know the the stability. Yeah, it you know. is.
2: You know, and it it started when because I wanted to give them something back, and mm-hmm. uh, back then I was still a, a, a poor student. Uh, by now I'm I'm still poor, but I'm not a student anymore. But I'm uh, <laughs> nah, just kidding. But um, uh, so I wanted to give them something back, and there was no money, so I thought, well, hey, I can always donate my time and, uh, and my experience and uh, get some new experience along the ride as well. So that was really nice. And the only thing that's, that's uh, always kind of bothered me was that, uh, you know, it was really fun to work with Alex and with uh, with uh, Frank uh, Gitmo slave. Uh, and Alex is uh, Mr. Oil. And it's kind of sad that, you know, the way it, it all diverged. And uh, back then, Mr. Oil was also in a in a very bad physical shape. I don't really know how he's doing now, but... Uh the the way that all went was a little bit sad because I would have loved to still have them around. Yeah. But you know, sometimes they yeah. just go like that.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I it's always uh, also very, very understandable that Adam just wanted to keep the no agenda part separate and the monetization uh, you know, as it is right now and just don't mess with a good working exactly thing and, uh,
1: I was going to ask you if if that's what, did something happen in there that, that made Adam realize that you can't monetize the market or a podcast network? I mean, there is, he keeps talking about that and we've discussed it here amongst ourselves quite a bit on, yeah. uh, is there a way to do that? Or isn't there a, regardless of whether you use advertising or not, it does seem to be a difficult thing. Was there something that happened? It or, is. Or was, well, or, and, and-
2: you know it's it's I think John said the same thing, but uh, I've also talked with with Adam about this quite a bit. It's that as soon as you bring advertisers, uh, they will want something backed for their money, and uh, sometimes that's more than just playing their commercial. Um, and uh, it's it's really a, a big contrast to uh, having a show that's called No Agenda and analyzing everything, because they they probably would also uh, feel uh, uh, responsible to analyze any ad that they, you know, in the hypothetical, uh, yeah, yeah. would, would be playing. And so it's it's never felt really good with them. And they also, I think, more than seeing how much downloads and how much listeners we have, uh, they they probably also want to use the donations that come in as sort, sort of a gauge for how, how well the program is functioning. And uh, monetizing something like this is just as difficult as monetizing music. Um, I don't think there's much of a difference because, you know, artists who try to monetize their music purely online are usually also uh, pretty quickly disappointed with how well it goes. Uh, and most artists who who do uh, become capable of, of earning money do it more by by you know, performing at live gigs and uh, selling their brand to uh, to a sponsor or stuff like that. So um, it's pro- probably also a function of the internet is that information is uh, flowing freely, but also is kind of difficult to uh, restrict to certain people. And this has always been the 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 dilemma on the internet is it's a it's a network that's designed to have Free flowing information. So, uh, how are we? How will we be able to restrict the information? And I think personally that uh, Adam and John chose the best and the most uh, um, um, uh, future resistant model. Sustainable, is just, yeah. Just yeah. yeah. Just assume that that there always will be a big number of listeners who won't pay, and accept that. But also. Um, You know, make it known that that it's very important that people do realize that there's a cost, we don't produce it for free, the server uh, uh, hosting does cost a lot of money and uh, of course they put in a lot of time, so it's normal that they also want something for that in return, but there's, in my experience, there are many people who are sensitive to that argument and who don't even want to, uh, you know, stay freeloaders and you hear it often during the donation segments that people say, "Well I've been uh, listening, but I've never donated, so here's a lot of money you know to make up for that so I mean most people are moral beings and have some kind of an inner moral compass and uh, i've I've often you know have, uh, thought about how would this work in the future, but I think that they are really um pioneers uh in this regard as well because i think that in the future uh the the only sustainable uh, uh, method is the one that they are utilizing assume that everybody is going i I mean you see it now with uh you know uh, the biggest number of uh, paying uh uh, uh, customers or or paying consumers who pay for movies online and who pay for music online is the same group as the group who downloads stuff for free they they I've I've done it myself uh, in the past. You know, watch a movie, say, "Wow, well, oh my God, this was just such a kick-ass movie!" I'm going to buy the Blu-ray version, and I'm going to watch it again and again. So, so this is probably uh, the, the probably this is already the future uh, here. But uh, uh, just too many scared CEOs who don't don't want to to give it a proper try. Yeah, I think, and it's yeah. also a very very difficult to make you know future prognoses on this because yeah you cannot assume how much money you will make next year or next month even so yeah, yeah and you have to keep performing to i mean
1: you know exactly. they have to yeah. it's all up to them to keep doing it and keep people happy and yes. keep people involved i mean that's one thing they've done as well and we kind of learned that from them as well as l- l- reading listen listener emails a lot keeping them involved um feel like they're a part of the whole the whole thing and it's funny because when i
0: even though we're doing um, it wrong <clears throat>
1: <laughs> so how, how much uh, grimerica episodes are there
0: uh this will be I mean, number 315 yeah okay well
2: <laughs> don't forget at, at about 350 uh that's when no yeah. agenda the ball really started yeah. rolling oh so, yeah I'm, no
1: it's 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 all good it's just the, yeah. the stuff that i gravitate to now because it's, it's something about the authenticity and the rawness that they do and we also don't do a lot of editing or anything like that. And, and um, the people that I gravitate to now are the news, you know, the independent news people that don't have any ads that are listener supported. I mean, that's, that's where you're getting a lot of the good information. It's the raw yeah. real conversation that are supported by the people that, that digest that information, you know, not the people that are paying through some other, other way. Yeah, I agree. And the
2: moral superiority is something people really don't like. And you know, the, the mainstream media is still, uh, trying to be the herder, uh, you know, of the sheep, and uh, yeah, I, I think that that's also something that people really don't like. And the way No Agenda is doing it is, even if an, if a if a well-paying listener sends them a, a shitty po- a note with a with their donation, they'll call them out on it. So they're not pretentious, and uh, they come, you know, they they go back to uh, to stories if uh, things uh, turned out to be wrong or. Uh, if if they made a mistake, they're easy to admit it. And yeah, I think the other side is they already had a big network before they started the podcast. Yep, uh, Adam's a pioneer. Uh, John is a pioneer. Uh, you know, a, a columnist. Uh, but also, I, I mean, I've had books where he wrote the 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 forward and the stuff like that so it's it's also easier to get listeners if you are already uh, a known personality and a, a grassroots movement is very very difficult to um, yeah you know uh, even uh, projects that start um, you know by dedicated people and who get some media attention tend to, Lose a lot of listeners as time progresses, and yeah, for for a big part, we'll just have to accept this. And yeah, um, um, I, I mean, it's it's very difficult to really uh, monetize it. I think the only way to uh, be happy with how much money you make is by not paying attention to it at all, and and keep doing what you're doing, and then hopefully, you know, someday you look at your at your donations and. You you go and ask whoa well did we always earn this much or when did when did this start you know so it's it's about loving your your job and and the, the pay is something you get in return but that's the only way you can probably bullshit yourself into you know the right state of mind where everything works out and you'll never be disappointed with uh, what you uh, yeah what you still want to achieve
0: that's where we're at just keep <laughs> plugging away even though no one p- donates <laughs> fuck it we're not stopping exactly. You,
2: uh-huh. Don't care and, you know, keep doing what you're doing and, uh, yeah, because I've also noticed that, you know, when we play you guys on the stream, uh, the numbers go up, uh, people stay around, Uh, a big help was when Adam started to announce the next show that would be on after uh, No Agenda was uh, finished and... uh, that, that helped to keep uh, listeners on our network. But even uh, uh, before that, you, you just see that when people get used to uh, certain programming, they'll uh, stick around and listen. And, uh, yeah, it's it's I mean, podcasting, man, it's it's so difficult to uh, to get a get a big number of listeners. Even for us, uh, the number this is my biggest surprise, that the number of live listeners has pre- been pretty much the same for the last eight eight years i yeah. think uh on on thursdays it's always a lower number it's between 750 and 1250 and on the sundays this is usually between well at 250 listeners a so thousand 1500 sometimes a little bit more especially if a big event happened or if uh, if uh, there's a special occasion or stuff like that 11
1: 11 yeah. today
2: we're usually
0: forty yeah. or fifty. I think we're, we're forty, it's, or 50. but that's
1: really good. Like a thousand yeah. live listeners is very,
0: very good for anything. Like yeah, that. like if I so if I were to prorate that off what our kind of numbers are and stuff like that to live mil- at that million, ratio, you million guys, million I would guess that no agenda is right in the million listener yeah. range.
1: Yeah, like we figure yeah, it's about one so. to one Maybe. to five percent is uh, is the interactivity or the, the the donation people that donate, people that that write in, people that interact is about. 1% yeah, on an average end, 5 at
0: a real high end. Like, people that tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know, uh, I think the consistency of the format is also a very, very big reason that people, they know what they can expect. You know, there's first, there's the introduction, there's some personal stuff, there's uh, maybe a, the biggest story that happened this week uh then there are some other things then there's the first donation segment and there's you know uh, some uh, uh middle of the hour uh, news then there's the big donation segment There's then there's the second half of show uh, and also in in inside of those uh segments it's always been really consistent also thanks to the to the to the uh, jingles and, and all of that stuff and of course the, the birthdays is uh, something very nice and uh the way Adam and John interact is also, uh, I think, pretty consistent. Although, if you look at it in a 10-year perspective, then yeah, like you guys said, and and John wasn't really ready to admit to, they did meet somewhere in the middle, I think. John used to be way more conservative in his views, and Adam, man, Sometimes I I was assuming that it was broadcasting from a UFO. So, uh, I mean, it was really far out. And, uh, yeah, of course, I mean, back then, Adam's life was also very turbulent. And uh, he really settled down uh, uh, when he moved to the U.S. And that's also when when the show became more professional. Um, But, yeah, I think that consistency of the format, uh, uh, consistency of how long the show takes uh, also plays a big role uh, in in the popularity. Uh, just uh, you know, uh, people know what to expect. They also kind of know um, uh, at what uh, point in time uh, some segment starts or stops. And uh, yeah, it's it's the three hours. Seems to be a very uh, very workable uh, period. They tried longer shows. They tried shorter shows, but it, eventually they just settled for all of this. And, I don't think Adam ever changed uh, the format in the 10 years or the 11 years of Norwegian has been uh, been broadcasting. It's always been uh, similar to this, uh, especially after they they settled on it. So the you know the donation segment, then they had to shorten the donation segments, uh, the the birthdays, the nightings, uh, stuff like that. Uh, the nightings also very uh, very helpful because it gives people some incentive to uh, to uh, keep donating. Yeah and uh yeah so uh, it's 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 kind of a, a success formula that uh kind of works for everyone i think
1: yeah definitely yeah it's and it's it's, uh, it's a challenging it's a challenging like i think it's a really good mix of uh you know popularity and and the and the format and everything that makes it work i think it's value yes. for value it can be a little difficult on the, on the lower end for a lot of people that don't want to do ads and stuff like that, but I wanted to ask if you had any advice for people that want to set up their own uh, infrastructure you know like but now that you've been through all this there's a bunch of podcasts out there's probably i know i mean i know a lot of people that have had their sites taken down they've had to go that route without uh yeah. proactively uh developing it do you have any advice
2: if you want to host your own stuff in my experience set up your own server uh get a dedicated server with a hoster that does not care about your content And uh, uh, does not host your content on their, uh, you know, shared servers or shared hosting or stuff like that. So get your own dedicated server. Uh, You you obviously do need someone uh, who's capable of managing such a server. But also you can install something like cPanel on it, which is, you know, a a hosting solution where you can add websites and uh, uh, install uh, plugins and everything like that, and uh, yeah it, uh, i mean i 'm not a fan of that, but I think if you know uh, for uh, for starting people who start out uh, focus on that and the most important thing is don't add what you don 't need because I think most of my time was spent creating stuff nobody was using, and especially with some someone like Mr. Oil who was very high energy and was very creative and always. Managed to just get the best out of me and inspire me to create stuff. That's why I really miss that guy. I mean, he was just, he was so capable of activating me, but he always had me build stuff. And then he would go like, oh yeah, this is pretty cool. Maybe we'll use it. And then, you know, nothing would, would come of it. And then later I I had to decide, okay, do we, uh, do we lose this or do we keep it? And Yeah. And in the latest iteration of the servers, I just decided, well, let's just only add what we need and let's not add junk to with the idea of maybe we'll use this someday, because most of your time goes into creating something like that. And in my experience, it's almost never used. So create what you need. Don't, uh, uh, you know, just the basics. Um, Yeah. Learn a little bit about how you host your own stuff instead of uh, relying on the, on the, the, the third party hosters. Money, I don't know anything about money. I've always kept kept myself far away from that because I'm, you know, as a system administrator, it's, it kind of feels like my task to be able to, well, build the road, but I don't decide who who drives on the road. And that's why I've never asked for, uh, you know, uh, never asked to be paid for what I do by, by John and Adam either, because I always felt like that would, um, make make uh, everything a little bit more difficult. And I also didn't enjoy the idea of having them as actually as my boss. So that also yeah. played a role in it. <laughs> I wanted to stay my own boss, you know, so, uh, hey, you're not paying me. So uh, yeah, I can build that, but please wait another week because I'm busy. That's just a lot easier to say if you're not being paid by anyone to do what you're doing.
1: I was going to ask you about money, you know, the crypto, the new crypto stuff, tip jars, uh, micro payments. Like, are we going to see, you know, from an IT side, are we going to see a, an influx of that to help uh, us people, like you know, independent uh, podcasters and businessmen on, maybe, online?
2: I, I maybe I I, I, I kind of guess that that a little bit of that would will grow, but you know, everything right now feels like a niche because the the, the market is just so. Build up with everything, and you've got Patreon, which, by the way, also, I like John, I really don't like Patreon for what they're doing. I think that they take a big chunk of the payments, but also it's too easy to circumvent. So if you offer stuff on Patreon, uh, you know, what I've uh, seen often is that people offer YouTube videos uh, on Patreon, so you can find a content creator, uh, download all of their YouTube videos uh, uh, when you subscribe for one month, and then cancel your subscription again. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just a way to circumvent the monthly payment system. So it just doesn't work, in my opinion. Um, also, the micropayment services, is it all, all feels a little bit like, uh, you know, not there yet. And in my opinion, the biggest way to just, um, uh, well, the, the thing that will grow most will be cryptocurrency one way or another. We will see uh, Bitcoin um, and people are currently waiting for it to explode again. But yeah, that's one way to look at it. But in my opinion, also, uh, you know, the price of one Bitcoin is very high right now. It's, it is very usable right now. Uh, it's got relative uh, an- anonymity. Um, if you re- want real anonymity, I think Monero is the way to go. I think that one will, will really explode later on. Um, And, you know, all of the systems that work with uh, building platforms on top of it, I don't really see those getting big, but me, I'm kind of like John in that perspective. I'm really conservative about it. And back in the day, John assumed that nobody would ever use a mouse. I'm kind of like him. I I mean, it's probably not the best perspective, but it's it's a conservative approach to new things. And uh, yeah, so uh, I guess maybe some, some of those, I mean, the systems work, of course, and you can use many different systems and facilitate all of your users. But um, yeah, uh, you know, cash is king. Bitcoin is king in the crypto world. And for now, if you're not pioneering anything, then those two things are the way to go. And um, for the rest, I don't, mm, I don't feel it yet.
0: You mentioned uh, that you you don't have the servers inside the U.S. that you felt like they were safer in Canada or the uh, Europe. I'm actually interested in that because we're actually just we're, we're server shopping right now. We had some issues with DreamHost there a couple of weeks ago. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and we were down for a couple of days and they were kind of tough to deal with. And uh, Yeah,
2: that really sucks that part. Dealing with uh, with the help desk is always a pain in the ass. It's it's the same with our hoster. I mean, I, I feel very lucky that I uh, uh, got in contact with one of the, uh, you know, the bigger ups in, uh, in the can- Canadian data center on Twitter. So I was able to directly contact him to help me out with stuff. And he was, he knew that I really knew what I was talking about. So it wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't, you know, bore him with uh, stupid uh, nonsensical uh, feature requests or whatever, but uh, for hosters, I've been I've settled on OVH, uh, OVH.ie, which is the Ireland uh, um, branch office of OVH. Um, with them, uh, OVH is, is just they they grew into a very big uh, player. They have a lot of dubious um, uh, websites on there. It's it's a network that's been infamous for the amount of. Uh, um, uh, you know bad actors that also use it or hacked servers that are being used by hackers and stuff to do uh, all kinds of uh, bad things and if I add uh, a mail server on OVH, then most of the internet don't accept those emails for the longest time because it's just such you know uh, a, a dubious network but, this is now changing, I think. They are really professionalizing what they're doing, and they're really affordable. So uh, get one of the cheaper dedicated servers with them. You get 300 uh, megabits uh, a second. So that's, uh, you know, uh, at least that's, that's. I mean, yeah, it depends on what you uh, compare it with. If you compare it with the Dutch, then four people can hog your line because the Dutch have really fast internet access at home. But, um, yeah, no, they're, they're great. I think, uh, it's, it's, it's a good idea to get houses in Europe because the freedom of speech thing kind of works differently here for now. Never know what the, those I'm more I'm are. more
0: interested in that sort of aspect of it. Is it, what is it specifically that, that makes you shy away from the States? Is it the Patriot Act
2: uh back then i think that that was yeah i think patriot act was one of the uh reasons um also i am a non-us citizen so if i connect to the united states servers then you know uh back then i was a little bit more paranoid than them right now but i i thought well don't want to uh, attract
0: uh, don't get fucking to,
2: yeah exactly <laughs> don't want to attract un, unwanted attention on myself and i don't know how nobody knows how spy uh, you know and networks operate and how they kind of fish for your data but i mean back then no agenda felt more controversial than it does right now so i was also a little bit more inclined to shy away from from unwanted attention and stuff like that i i thought to myself i mean it's it's become better since i quit smoking pot because back then i used to be <laughs> ten times as paranoid about this stuff you know You know, I got older I got a kid now, so I need to be responsible and all that shit. But uh, (laughs) uh, I I thought, well, you know, if I want to take down no agenda, then the first thing I would look at is their sysadmin. So uh, I I wanted to to try to be safe from all of that stuff. And uh, Canada felt like a safer but close uh, geographical um, uh, place. And Europe, uh, because I knew Adam also has many uh, listeners, especially from from the Netherlands, but also from the UK. So uh, it was also just the technical idea of uh, being, you know, to the closest, the, being uh, uh, the shortest distance to the listener. Um, but yeah, certainly the Patriot Act and stuff like that also uh, played a big big part in that. Yeah, I, I think that the best thing you can do is, is if you if you want to host your content. For one country, uh, find hosting in multiple other countries because if then if one goes down, you know, the rest is still up, and you can kind of uh move uh, back and forth and uh, jump from the from, from ship, the guys retreat down, yeah, <laughs> retreat or but yeah, I think also, um, what what made my perspective change is just the idea I've I've been I, I did grow more aware of this all uh, being, uh, you know, a financial, a capitalist uh, 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 motivation behind it. Uh, They want to make money. The press is losing money, so they are attacking other sources of news because they want to be the only one in control, you know, and I think that is the the major uh, reason for all of this, more so than stuff like the Patriot Act, and my has also changed. On that because, uh, because I think that, well, I mean, Europe's also under pressure right now from uh, from immigration and whatnot. So uh, I actually became more open to the surveillance and that sort of stuff. And I've never done anything but help, no agenda with their show. So, you know, why, if I'm just sober, then why would anyone attack this poor guy? Yeah, that wouldn't make any sense, but... Did you Sometimes did you go paranoid, really...
1: Did you go into <laughs> school for IT and did you have you always been a dude named Ben kind of thing Yeah I mean... I've
2: always been a dude named Ben when I was uh, 10 years old and uh, on my uh, Windows uh, machine Windows uh, 3.11 back then and then you know uh, I went into a bookshop and I discovered that there was such a thing as Linux and uh, was really curious and uh, started to play around with that and uh, yeah, that's when my, uh, my fondness of computers, uh, really, uh, really started, uh, started growing, uh, being able to connect computers, also being able to use, you know, the system that is not the most popular system, always attracted me, um, Microsoft, uh, stuff, uh, Windows 95, well, nice, you can point and click at stuff, but how does it work under the, under the engine? And, uh, yeah, that's what, what created my interest in, in Linux. So, uh, yeah, dude named Ben uh pretty much from the get go, ten years old. So
0: uh
2: I had Linux for like three weeks ago. and I was like,
0: fuck this.
1: <laughs> you didn't like it? No, yeah.
0: well I didn't mind it, but you just gotta be able to fucking do everything. Like it's just like you download a program, okay, this don't work. Oh try and download you know, there's not like it's never Ooh, Windows back. version, Mac version, Linux version. That's very rare.
2: Back then, I mean, I downloaded a program. Took me four hours to download. Probably good, got me into a fight with my mother because I hogged the phone lines. So I really had to look at that one program. You know, it was worth a lot of uh, of, uh, of, uh, of money and, uh, yeah, attention. So uh, that also was a big help. Right now you can download something, try it out, uh, fuck it, next one. But back then you had to use the one thing you had and, uh, yeah different time back then you know
0: fast time however i times. can
2: i can say yeah i can say it's it's worth it especially if you want to look at the whole hosting uh, thing because you you do need something that actually works and yeah well what's what's better than using an, an open source operating system you know and it comes it even comes with the free manuals and readme's and all of that stuff so the, the only real thing you have to do is just read the documentation. I mean, we're guys, so we usually do read documentation. Uh, All the time. <laughs> total sexist uh, remark, but hey,
1: it's,
2: uh, coming from experience, man. So uh, <laughs> screw it.
0: Yeah. So, so before we start to wrap it up and let you get off to bad, bed there over in uh, the Netherlands, do you have any uh, any other no agenda insights you can give us?
2: No Agenda Insights. Um, yeah, well, maybe. Um, you know, I've seen many people uh, join us and, and leave uh, because they they had an idea for the show. Uh, then they wanted to create something. Um, uh, and often we got the complaints that the feedback they got from us was a little bit uh, lacking, maybe. Uh, so... so For those people, I just want to explain that we are really, really appreciative of everything people make to help the show. Um, But it's similar to how I'm doing it. You have to do it because you like it. You cannot do it and hope or expect to get appreciation or feedback, um, uh, you know, uh, because, for example, I mean, I've, I've built so many things and I've talked with Adam and it was like a two-minute conversation and then we hung up and I was like, oh, okay, well, I expected a little bit more. And on along the way, I, I started to learn that this is just how they work. I mean, Adam's a pilot, so he has the pilot personality, you know. He's in a place, he's there for a short while and then he flows to something else and it works the same with his attention. It is not indicative of uh, uh, how he feels about things. I mean, the same with me, we had short conversations and in the beginning I was like, well, hey, do you do you even appreciate what I'm doing or um, um, am I doing this more for myself? And I realized, well, it's a bit of both. If I want this to work, then I have to keep on doing it and not wait for appreciation or whatever. However, there's always a, a place for you. Um, like, uh, I think it's, it's, it's Phoneboy. boy, special shout out to phone, Phoneboy, boy, who's also been a long listener of the show and very uh, dedicated and he's built this, uh, no agenda uh, quotes, uh, uh, tw- Twitter feed, you know, he just posts out uh,
0: funny quotes from the show or interesting quotes.
1: Oh, is that and phone boy? Be- Yeah, yeah.
0: I haven't talked to him yeah, since I-, I lost my NA social login uh, info. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I tried that like three uh, he's times. He's a great I
2: just guy. Gave he, made, up. <laughs> he made great improvements as well. But he's also uh, he's also always been been with us. And I think he's one of the people who really gets it. He he does this. He knows that the listeners are 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 notice noticing what he is doing. So that is enough uh, for him to keep on doing it. And um, he's not um, you know waiting for us to tell him what to do or. Um, and and that's kind of a, a rough thing, and I understand for for other people that that can be rough. You know, you build something really great, uh, build some kind of a website generator or uh, something really cool, and you don't get any feedback. Well, no, those things take time, and they also need your own input. And uh, Adam and John both really busy with the show; um, they are not, just not able to stay in contact with everyone and many people got discouraged by it. But I think if if um, uh, you look at the people who didn't get discouraged by it, then, um, yeah, the, the difference is they, they get it, they build it, they like it if it's used, and they don't try to, um, you know, it's, I think that's also where it went a little bit wrong with uh, uh, the, the Frelnet uh, approach to things, you know, Gitmo no Slave and, and, and Mr. Oil, they wanted something in return and it started to feel like an obligation. And as soon as that started to happen, uh, you know, the No Agenda host decided, well, okay, uh, maybe this is not something we're comfortable with. And it's a sad thing, but stuff like just happens like that. So please, please join us is uh, basically my message. Please join us, make cool stuff or, uh, uh, you know, send nice messages or whatever. And just know that even though, especially they, but also me, we're not able to respond to everything. We sure as hell do read everything and we appreciate all of the help. And uh, uh, yeah, also if, I, if I'm allowed to, uh, I don't want to make the same mistake as, uh, as I, uh, I blamed uh, John. Uh, special shout out to, uh, to the people who uh, help us in the chat room, Spooky R, uh, and especially uh, Sir Bemrose. Uh, three years ago, my son was born since then, I've been, uh, well, mostly taking uh, taking care of him, uh, being with him, and uh, you know everything else. Uh, kind of, uh, uh, my intention on the, on all the other stuff kind of decreased. Uh, I'm the stay-at-home dad, is here as well, and uh, um, so uh, he's been a he's been a just a rock. He's he's managed the stream, keeping every every show up to date, adding new shows, uh, figuring out how the stream code works uh all of that stuff so uh, really help really uh, thankful to uh, sir memrose for uh, helping us out and, uh,
0: i'm pretty sure yeah. we have him to thank for being on the stream so we're pretty thankful to him as well
2: yes correct yeah he came up with the idea so that's for sure that's for sure yeah
1: yeah that's a great great thing to say it's a lot of people in the background you know working their magic to keep everything going smoothly and Adam, and Adam and Jan do... Adam
0: and Jan. Yeah. Adam and Jan. <laughs> they have a lot of...
1: I mean, imagine the amount of emails God's and the so correspondence and the research. and the. You know, it's not like they have a front office full of people to take care of it all. I mean, I exactly. can imagine because yeah. we're at a very minute level to them and it's still a lot of work for us. So I can't imagine the amount that they put in. So, yeah, it's good that people yeah, realize and also, that and not take anything personally. Just, you know... Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, and
2: you know, there's also... I mean, there are... Uh, as professionals, they also feel that as soon as people make something that does become pop- popular, then there also comes the risk of, um, yeah, being put under pressure to uh, continue using it, or um, you know, uh, people who, who try to uh, to change the direction of how things are going. And you no know, agenda really is truly independent of everything else, and even they are even independent of me. I mean, uh, we've we've I've worked like. Uh, like that since the beginning uh the, the show is the show i've never told adam that he you know uh, should talk about things in a certain way and uh because i know if i if i if i want them to do that then uh, it just won't work and will create tension between us so uh, the show's uh, its own thing it's uh it, it's it's very special and uh i think that uh yeah that's it. You know they're keeping it safe from all of the influences yeah. so yeah yeah can go on and on about it because yeah. i really appreciate those guys yeah. and how they're there
0: yeah yeah that's our favorite podcast well mine anyway i don't know about grab grab bounces around like a fucking ping pong ball
2: <laughs> well you know uh it's no agenda uh Grimerica, uh Nick the Rat, uh and uh I mean that, that show is also just hilarious. Yeah. And uh uh Ryan O'Thebeard uh, with his he also has a unique selling point in his uh, uh you know Creative Commons music. I mean that guy plays the best tracks and all of those people uh who make those tracks are, are just okay with us playing it. Oh that's that's awesome. So those guys uh yeah, they're they, they also make great shows. You make a great show and uh yeah, we're really happy to uh, to have this uh unique uh, melange of uh, shows on our on our stream yeah thank
0: you yeah yeah we're happy to be there this will be a nice little episode big big shout out to all the no agenda fans so i'm sure tuned in to listen to this episode and john's and i'm sure they'll come back to listen to adams and then they'll probably leave and never come back but that's okay leave a couple bucks on the way out <laughs> leave a couple bucks by the door <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah big thanks for staying up late and coming on the show uh, mark we really appreciate
2: pleasure. it absolutely thank you for having me it's been fun
0: yeah, thanks for being an integral
1: part of the best podcast in the universe. Really, I mean, it's My pleasure, it changed guys. so many, so many lives. For the There's better.
0: no shame in being second best to, uh, right. <laughs> to, to, to the tripod that has no agenda up there. We appreciate what you guys do on a bi-weekly basis. Absolutely, our All right. pleasure. All right, thanks, buddy. And let's
2: hope we'll take, go on for a long time. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's when that's you guys good. get to two thousand, when you guys get to like eighteen hundred, we'll just be creeping up on. Yeah. Oh, no, you guys do two a week. Nah, that just got too complicated. Yeah. Never mind. It. Let's work on getting to 350.
1: Yeah.
0: Right on, Mark. All right. Have a good all right. sleep, okay. brother. Thank you, guys. See bye.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. Take okay. care. Okay, see you later. Cheers.
0: Okay. Bye. That was a chat with uh, the one only Void Zero. We've all heard one. Now you guys can put a voice to the name. Awesome. That yeah, was fun. That was a good one. Fun to chat about uh, the back infrastructure of the best podcast in the universe. A little behind the scenes, behind the curtain. Yeah, nice little bonus episode here for uh, the Great Americans as well. We popped this one out. We just recorded it yesterday. we we'll are pop it out today. Did that inspire you to to get off the grid,
1: and get off that grid to, to for us to do it on our own one day?
0: We'll get there, yeah. Well, I think that's like... Jordan's been been saying that we should add some of the those like long term goals to the support page down at the you know on the support page kind of what our longer term goals and I would say that's definitely one of them. Goals, then we have to start thinking of long term. Well, goals. Well, I think that's yeah. like our first long term yeah. goal is yeah. to like Self. a get out of Brody's and B self-host. <laughs> yeah, that's as far as we got. Yeah, finish changing the YouTube titles. Yeah, what a
1: nice guy, man. It's, that's that's uh, awesome to meet him and chat with him like that and and. Uh,
0: Learn a little bit about Adam and John and the, the process. Absolutely. And big shout out to all the people that help us out around here. Justin, Jordan, Ryan, Grimstake. Uh-oh. I shouldn't yeah, have started naming names. A, so yeah, a fuck.
1: Yeah. fuck Nap.
0: Nap. Art. Yes. Yeah. Who else? Uh, the, there's well, just too many. We'll do man? it in the yeah. intro. Yeah. I'll put all the pressure on, Graham. Yeah. All right, guys. Support the show. There you go. Another no agenda chat. Like I said, in the, uh, when we were finishing up with Void Zero there, there's probably a bunch of you no know agenda people that'll pop in for these couple of interviews and pop back out. That's fine. Go to groundmerco.ca slash support if you enjoyed the interviews and help us keep having them.
1: Yeah, ad free, commercial free. We can just talk
0: to whoever we want. We just decide to talk to Void Zero because why not?
1: Like Scott Adams says, support the show because.
0: Because we're not right fucking losers. <laughs> That's it. And it helps. Uh, this is yes, what? How dare you? All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week. My outlook is painted in misery Can you commiserate with me? Can you commiserate?
1: They simply live
0: And we wake the world from this nightmare Come on all you millennials
2: And give it all you got to give
1: all live simply, so that others may simply live.
0: Let's wake the world from this nightmare. Come on all you millennials,
2: and give it all you've got to give. Give